another episode of Plus Ultra. My name is Max Newland. My name is Emmy Linders. And we'd like, this is the show where we watch every episode of My Hero Academia. We'd like to get started by saying uh, thank you so much to Rich Audie B on YouTube for the use of our theme song, which is his cover of You Say Run. You can find him on YouTube at R-I-C-H-A-A-D-E-B, and he does all kinds of really great covers. Hell yeah. And the art for our show is done by my, my uh, humble co-host. Humble. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes. You can find me at crispylewis.tumblr.com. Uh, if you like the show, it's uh, the best way you can help us out is by giving us a rating, which you can usually do through your app. So at the end of this episode, take a couple of seconds and go poke, poke around in there and see what kind of stuff you can find, what kind of treasures you can find hidden in those apps. I really thought you were going to say trash. <laughs> Just go digging in the trash after you listen to us talk. What do I care? <sighs> Uh, this is a very special, uh, well, we're, we're doing the episodes a little bit differently from here on, uh, for, for a while anyway, as you know, or as you may, may or may not know, if you don't know, I'm about to give you some great news. Season three of my hero academia debuts on April 7th and we're all extremely excited about it. So what we're going to do is instead of just reviewing one episode, we're going to go through two episodes per episode, which is a difficult nomenclature to work around. Uh, and we'll do it. It'll work. Uh, if we do this and we stick to it, then by the time the season three starts coming out, we'll be caught up. Yep. Yep. And even if we aren't, whatever, who cares? Even if we aren't, whatever, who cares? I don't care. You care. Not me. Um, th- this time, this week, I watched and took notes on episode season two, episode eight, Battle on Challengers. And then Emmy watched and took notes on season two, episode nine, Uraraka versus Bakugo. Oh, shit two very very good ones so let's get right in there spoiler alert i actually watched both so oh i did just i watched both also just because yeah because you gotta right how can i skip uraraka versus bakugo Jeez. Ugh. um so season two episode eight battle on challengers is really just uh six very short matches uh it starts with shiozaki from 1b versus kaminari from 1a now shiozaki's the girl with the vines in her hair and when present mike introduces her she takes issue with it because he calls her an assassin, she like a silent assassin, and she says that no, that's not true. I became a, I want to become a hero so I can spread good around the world. And there's like a, a beam of light shining down from the sky. She might as well her. have a halo above her head, like yes. She even has her hands clasped as if in prayer. The Virgin and, Mary, you know the Madonna Kami- paintings. It's that. Yep. <laughs> and Kaminari is immediately in love, and he's like already fantasizing about asking her out on a date. They start, and he, literally the first thing that happens in the match is he asks her out on a date. And then it turns into a threat, kind of? He's got no game. He doesn't. Um, he thinks he does, but he doesn't. And he unleashes the 1.3 million volt indiscriminate shock. But it doesn't work at all, because she just creates a little barrier. And then while he is stupid, name. she ties him up with her vines. <laughs> if you gave it a better it. name, it would probably be a stronger... A stronger move. <laughs> if you actually, like, you know, put a little effort into it. He does badly in class, so this is not his learning and words, not really his thing. Uh, and as she wins, President Mike gives us the, like, comic book introduction to her quirk, which is very cool. Um, she, her hair is vines, and she can detach them and control them and do all kinds of crazy stuff with them. And um, we get the reactions from class 1A and 1B. And, you know, 1A is kind of proud. And 1B is like, oh, wow, they're strong. And Monoma sticks his head up over the partition. And 
he's he's going through some stuff he's i think right shit. now because he's like really gloating but he's got this very like grim kind of thing going on and he's sweating a lot and i think this is the first time that he's done this since he lost the cavalry battle yeah so this is just like the first step in a long downward spiral yes this this is this is something that we're going to look forward to in season three is watching more of monoma's oh, yes. uh, character development yes uh, Deku is taking a lot of notes. Oh, uh, sorry. I I would be remiss if I didn't talk about this. Uh, we check in with the pros outside, and Mount Lady suggests that Shiozaki would be a good uh, sidekick for Kamui Woods because she would be good for his brand. Uh, as the robots, the medical robots, are carrying Kaminari off, they they talk about how use wait you know how useless he is and how bad that was and how bad he got his butt kicked. <laughs> Um, Deku's taking notes in his old burned up trashy hero notebook and he's like saying it all out loud and it's this very serious stuff about how he could defeat Shiozaki. Bakugo is very bugged by it. Yeah, he is. And can I just say, like, Uraraka right here is like, maybe you should fucking take a Xanax and just yeah. chill, <laughs> sir. But as politely as is humanly possible, yeah. she does. Uh, she sort of snaps him out of it and he... He reveals that he has taken notes on how to beat all of his classmates. Because that doesn't come across as weird at all. And and what he says to her is, here's the notes I have on your quirk. <laughs> okay. Okay. She has the, and that's the exact reaction she has. She's like, oh, that's interesting. That's it. Yeah. With perfect timing, the next match is set to begin. <laughs> uh, we don't have to think match. about that because it's uh, Ida's first match. And... So he steps into the ring and he's got all of this shit on him. He's got all these gadgets. Um, and Midnight is like, hey, hold on. Um, Hero Course kids can't use, you know, gadgets. And Tenya reveals that May came up to him and offered to let him use these so he would have a better chance of winning and that he accepted this offer out of respect for her sportsmanlike conduct. You know, if that was like a deception role in D&D, he was a natural 20. Sorry, I've been playing a lot of D&D lately. No, because, yeah, I, I know what you mean, because Midnight is immediately, she's uh, moved by this. Yep. And can I just make a like a, a comment about Tenya saying that he didn't know that there was a rule about filling out a form for having no. equipment? And I'm like, the boy who knows all the rules to There's everything? There's no way he didn't know that. How did you not know that? <laughs> and, and we see uh, Aoyama is proof that some heroes do get to be here with you know, gadgets and stuff. And it also appears that Aoyama is conscious of the fact that like there are viewers because it's oh, like yeah. he's looking into the camera. He like looks directly at you, the viewer and points at his belly button. Boy, breaking the fourth wall is his MO. Yeah, it really is. He's the only character I've seen do it on, on a regular basis in this show. Or ever. Well, or okay. ever. All Might, I guess, kind of sort of does it sometimes. Anyway. Anyway, the match begins, um, and Deku's the only person who's like, that does not sound like May. <laughs> That's not her thing. Uh, and so the match begins, and President Mike finds out he's not the only person with a microphone. Oh, God, yeah. May has somehow tapped into the, uh, uh, the stadium's PA system and is talking about is basically like making an infomercial pitch about all the cool stuff she made. Yes, that's what I wrote. She's got these leg bracers for Tenya that allow him to, you know, the support his running. Uh, and as he dashes towards her, she displays these crazy, like, hydraulic lifts that come out of her belt. And she, like, dodges out of the way and trips him, 
ha ha ha. And we get to see what her quirk actually is. And this is something that I'd never expected in a million years. For her quirk? Yeah. Yes. Her quirk is zoom. She just sees things up close. She just has like binoculars eyes. Which I, I it explains why her eyes look like crosshairs. But yes. I was like, I thought her quirk was going to be something like she's really fucking good at making stuff. <laughs> like, I don't know. But it turns out she is just really good at making stuff and it has nothing to do with her quirk. Yeah. Oh, well, it might whatever. have something to do with her quirk. She could probably work with small things. You know easier, who she whatever. kind of reminds me of a little bit? Did you ever watch Tenshi Muyo? Hell fucking yes, I watched Tenshi She reminds Tenshi me of little Washu. A little Washu. Doesn't she? The crazy scientist with pink hair. I got to tell you, I watched Tenchi Muyo when I was probably way too young for it. Yeah, same. <laughs> same. And like single uh, digit wanna, age. <laughs> I'm kind of, I'm scared to uncover that particular rock because I don't know what's hidden under it. Uh, all I know is that I was a big Ryoko fan and I feel like that explains a lot about me. I love Ryoko. So yes, so do I. Anyway. <laughs> anyway, um, so there's all kinds. She brought all kinds of equipment to this. She's got um, sensors for her blind spots. She's got these crazy pneumatic weights that are hanging off of these like wing-like things on Ida's shoulders that help him turn. Uh, she has these shoes that do all of this electromagnetic bullshit that allows her to run around and fly in the air. She even brought a capture gun. Oh, with the nets. Yes. So this is my favorite part. She catches Ida in a net. <laughs> And then talks for 10 minutes about her equipment. Like, this other shit. The screen says 10 minutes later, and she's wrapping up her presentation by explicitly addressing the support companies and saying, You should hire me. My name is Mei Hatsume. That's Mei Hatsume, H A T S U M E. <laughs> and then she just walks out of bounds. <laughs> just forfeits the mesh. Yes. <laughs> And that is what she came here to the sports festival to do, and she has done it, and that's it. Bye. She made Tenya look like such a tool. She and he's so mad. He's really mad that she tricked him into this. Um and as Deku sort of sits there stunned, what he doesn't see is that Uraraka has kind of a grim look on her face and she's gotten up and left. Mm. Ooh. And that's where the intermission hits. Uh next up it's Aoyama versus Ashido. Th these fights come at you like Boom, 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 boom. They do not waste time in between these fights. Uh, two of my biggest faves in Class 1A, Aoyama and Ashido. Aoyama, belly button, laser man, Ashido, pink hair, pinky, as, as she would like to be called. And we sort of check in with Deku. His notes, he, we hear what he would, we hear about the strategy that he thinks they'll do, basically. Which is that Aoyama's going to stay long range and Ashido's going to have to try and get in, but she won't have anything to hide behind. And that's pretty much exactly how it goes. Like, Aoyama shoots a bunch of beams, and Ashido dodges around. Uh, yeah. But... Oh, did, did you catch the thing that Present Mike said? He said, is there a purpose for those things sticking out of her head? Yeah, he asks He's about that. He's got his weird that was fucking funny. commentary for every kid. <laughs> it's like, he, he also doesn't, like, check <laughs> with the kids, I assume. Yeah. <laughs> because of something that happens later on in this episode. Uh, he just comes up with their introduction for them, which is cool. Uh, so Ashido dodges all around him. She's like ice skating on her acid, which is awesome. And uh, she gets in close, wears him down, because uh, she remembers that shooting his beam too much gives him a tummy ache. Uh, and then she globs his uh, laser gun gem with his acid. And that's that's pretty much it for this fight. And because he pants. can't use his quirk anymore. And he can't use his pants anymore. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
And then her finishing move is she just uppercuts him in the chin really, really hard. She just punches him. His Good. cries are so flamboyant. Yes. Oh! <laughs> and it's this very big uh, moment that was also a very big panel in the comic. Mm-hmm. And Deku notes that Ashido's edge here is just that she's real strong. Yeah, she is. She's very strong. Uh, she placed ninth, he noted, in the, uh, the quirk fitness test. And she doesn't even have a particularly physical quirk. She's just very athletic. So good for her. That's that match gone. Aoyama's out. Next up, Tokoyami versus, I forget what her real name is because I just call her Momo. Uh, Yayurozu. Yayurozu. Yeah, okay. And Deku f- foretells that this one's going to be all about timing. So we check in with Momo and she's like strategizing. She's talking about she needs, she, it's got a, first, first thing is make a shield because Dark Shadow can attack and defend at the same time. Get the defense on lockdown. And as she's planning, the match begins and Dark Shadow's already on her. If this sucks because she doesn't have time to actually think of what to do. She makes the shield and she fends him off. But as she's trying to make a weapon, as she's trying to make a weapon, he comes at her again. And he just keeps bam, 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 bam. And then he stops. And she's like, now's my chance. But she doesn't realize she's been pushed out of the ring. Uh Oof, so this match lasts like 10, 15 seconds and she doesn't get to do anything. Yeah, that's rough. You know what is interesting about that too? Both she and Todoroki are overestimating Dark Shadow's ability in the sunlight. Yeah. Tokuyami was intentionally aiming for the shield to push her. And that's it. Yeah, he wasn't actually trying to hit her with Dark Shadow. Uh, so, and so he sort of gives his very polite little bow and walks out. Uh... It, she's not feeling too great about it because yeah. this was kind of an important day for her. And this is uh, something that will end up coming up later. This is, yeah, remember this because this is kind of a character defining moment for Yayorozu. And next up, the match you've all been waiting for. Yeah, Tetsu Tetsu versus Kirishima. The boys are back in town is what I've been hearing a lot. Yeah. <laughs> People are saying that the boys are back in town. Their intros, this is the proof in the pudding that Mike does not run them by the kids because he introduces them in word for word exactly the same way. Except one's made of steel and the other one's made of rock. <laughs> That's what he said. Same difference. Uh, <sighs> Kirishima laments this. Uh, the match goes pretty much like you'd think it would go. They just sort of start wailing on each other. Like if you were fighting a mirror, it's probably what it would look like. Yeah, like this. <laughs> and we cut to the waiting room where Uraraka is feeling a little intense. Tenya walks in and she gives him this look from hell, like, uh-huh. yeah, I'm doing great. Never better. Um, and so it turns out she's in the next match and it's against Bakugo. <gasps> uh, so this is like the main drama. Like the rest of this is cool, but like every, this is obviously like the big match that's coming up. Uraraka versus Bakugo. I love this part just where Tenya is like, Bakugo wouldn't go full power on a girl, right? And Deku's like, um, <laughs> dude, he would beat up a toddler if it meant getting to first place. Yeah, he. <laughs> you do not know him like I know him. No. And he absolutely would. He would. <laughs> and so Deku offers up a plan because he, he, he feels like he wants to help her out. He offers up a plan for how she can use her quirk to beat him. But Uraraka actually turns him down because she wants to win without relying on anybody. I'm proud of her. Uraraka's amazing. I'm so proud of her for that. And what she says through sort of clenched teeth as she walks out is that this is a contest to decide who's the best, which means that we are all rivals with each other. And she looks back at him and says, so I'll see you in the finals. Mm -hmm. (sighs) 
Uh, so this is uh, uh, this is where Kirishima and Tetsu Tetsu knock each other out. I yeah, think. they're they're still fighting. They're just punching each other with the same punches, mirror style, and they accidentally knock each other out at the same exact time <laughs> and fall over. <laughs> Uh, so Midnight says that we're just going to have an arm wrestling contest to decide the winner, um, but we're going to move on and do it after the next match Yep. Uh, so that we can so, so we can just basically postpone this for now. Sue and Jiro are a little nervous about what's coming up. Okay. Were you nervous too? Because I was, I was definitely nervous. I was like, uh, who before before the fight began, who did you think was going to win? It's like, what was Man, your assumption? Like, okay, so my assumption was that Bakugo would win, obviously. Mm-hmm. But I wanted in my heart for Uraka to win because you know what I mean. Like, she's the underdog in this match, clearly. So I was, so I was gonna pull from her for it, her from the beginning. In my first like round with watching her, her face at the at the time that she like gives the thumbs up to Deku and Tenya, I was like. I don't think that she's going to win. No, she does. She probably doesn't have it. <laughs> well, it's hard because obviously his quirk is so incredible. Like who yeah. could beat that really? <sighs> but that's it. That's the end of that episode. Um, <laughs> Present Mike is so not unbiased. In the no. introduction, Bakugo is making a face and he says, and just look at that determined face, the, which I love. One of the best faces he can make. And then he says, and then the person I'm personally rooting for, Ochako Uraraka. <laughs> like, couldn't have tried to, like, cover it up a little bit? No, no. Not, not at all. Not at all. Whatever. Uh, the preview is pretty intense. Uh, Uraraka's not very happy about being in the preview. Mm. Uh, we see a lot of cool shit going on, so it's going to be a high-octane episode. And you know what? I didn't have to wait a week to watch it. I just watched the next one. Yep. And thankfully, I took notes on it. Yeah. Yes. So this one is titled Bakugo versus Uraraka. <sighs> Spoiler alert. The opening is just like a flashback to Uraraka back in the, the room with Tenya and Deku basically being like, she's been trying to rely on Deku to get by and she's been not doing things herself. So she's going to mm-hmm. change that around and give it her best. So they get into the ring, and the match is about to start, and right off the bat, Bakugo is throwing shade. He says, you're the one who screws around with gravity, right, Pink Cheeks? Pink Cheeks! Pink Cheeks! And keep in mind that he is not addressing anybody by their name so far in this tournament. Yes. He's just calling them by nicknames. So uh, then he just basically tells her, like, if you're planning on giving up, you should go ahead and give up now, because I'm not gonna hold back i will break Damn, every bone in your body so can i just say i just want to put this in your in your brain as you talk about this episode mm-hmm. this episode is extremely ww <gasps> yes it is and it, bakugo is the healest heel on the entire planet yep oh my god you're absolutely right now that it's I'm a baby about face it. versus a heel in this episode yep huh so <laughs> so yep yeah, um Tenya and his arms are wondering what Deku's strategy was for Uraraka. <laughs> He's just doing his arm thing again. Um, we and, note that there are sound effects for his arms also. Yes, they've got their own whooshing noise. And uh, Deku admits that he actually didn't have much of a plan because Bakugo, he's strong both physically and with his quirk, but he he does mention that if Uraraka can touch Bakugo, she can use her quirk to make him float and send him out of bounds and also into the stratosphere if she mm-hmm. really wanted to. <laughs> like... Uh, so as the match begins, 
and Deku's voiceover continues, we see Uraraka lunge into a sprint, and she's keeping her body low to the ground with her arms outstretched to the side. And she responds to Bakugo's, you know, warning and says, giving up is not an option for me. Oh, I yeah. love her determination in these first couple shots. It is palpable. I'm like, get him! Go in there, get him! And Deku and Uraraka both already know what Bakugo's going to do. The, the right hook. And he says, yes. and now you die. <laughs> so when Bakugo, Bakugo, she's like, okay, here it comes. And she's like about to get ready to touch him. And then he swings his right hook up from underneath and sends yep. a shit ton of debris along with a blast upwards, which completely pushes Uraraka back and clouds her vision with smoke. Um, and then from there, you know, he's talking more shit and he sees some movement. And he thinks that it's Uraraka, so he's sending out another blast, but realizes... Psych! He's been duped! The movement that he saw is just her sports jacket! Oh! You done goofed! Done, yep, done goofed. And simultaneously, Uraraka emerges from behind him like a wild lioness cornering Fuck. her helpless prey and coming down for the kill! This was so fucking rad. Right? The first time I watched it, I was like, I was going crazy. I was like, oh my god, yeah. yes! And even Bakugo is surprised by this. And she gets so close. But Bakugo's reaction time is just immeasurable. Like, yeah, he I has like know. superhero reflexes. It's crazy. So he pushes her back with another blast. And she keeps going with this onslaught to no avail. And every yeah, time... just bam, bam, bam. It's like just a barrage of explosions. Every single one knocks up chunks of the concrete ring. And there's debris flying at her. So it's keeping her at a very long arm's length. Like Can she, I point out a really cool effect that they do here? Hmm. Um, the light from his explosions casts a shadow in such a way on the portions of the arena that he's carved out with, with those explosions that they look like big splashes of blood sometimes. Oh, shit. I didn't even think about that. I'm going to have to go back and look. Because the first time I watched it, I was like, is that blood? But then <gasps> I noticed that it would fade with the light from his explosions. That's cool. I need to go back and look at that. And um, it's all, you'll notice it all around Bakugo. It's all like centered on him. Yeah, he's basically like making a moat around himself here. He, yeah. <laughs> like, it seems like he's being a dick, but really this is him on the defensive. He's not moving. Yeah, exactly. He's he's in one spot. Uraraka is the offense right here. And the 1A kids are all looking pretty concerned at this point. And fucking Mineta has to weigh in on Bakugo's preferences. You'll you'll notice I kind of just excluded Mineta yeah. from from my review of the last episode. <laughs> yeah. Well, this is really the only like Mineta moment here. So, but Uraraka, I like by this point in the episode, I was like, keep going. Come on, you can do this. And her resolve. I was like hand over mouth, like, oh, my God. Yeah, this is a stressful episode. It's painful to watch. Like, you you can empathize a lot with the crowd. And actually now, like, everybody in the crowd is audibly concerned for her safety. Like, they're legit worried that Bakugo's going to be murdering his first victim today. <laughs> yeah, they're kind of, like, shaming the teachers for not interfering. And so... Here's a moment where Monoma makes a comment that caught my interest the first time I watched it. He says, look closer, you idiots. But it's not yet clear <laughs> what he means. And I was like, look closer at what? <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. And 
uh, it cuts back to the crowd yelling at Cementos and Midnight, like, y'all need to put this boy in some shackles before he goes full Anakin and then kills all there of us. <laughs> can I can I take a short intermission here? Have you ever heard of prequel memes? Yes, yes. Not just the men, but the, the dudes of women and children too. Yes. Oh yes. I've I've seen that subreddit. <laughs> I almost tried Ironic. to make a joke with that in there. But uh yeah. Um We were really riding the zeitgeist. <laughs> so one of the pro heroes starts like verbally berating Bakugo saying this is mm -hmm. shameful. He's like calling him a bully and he's harassing her and he's like, you should just get it over with. And like, they're not only completely undermining Uraraka's abilities as a fighter, but they're also absolutely oblivious to what's actually happening. Yeah. They're missing the point entirely. And they think they're like standing up for poor fragile Uraraka. But oh, fucking, for the life she's not giving up. No. She, this is her th shit. Like she's here for this. She wanted to fight. She's very good at. I mean, she's been. She's had how many explosions in her face? Right. And you know what? For the life of me, I don't know how all the audience members missed the bullshit that was going on. No, That's, me neither. That we're about to get to, but whatever. Um, present Mike is also kind of like talking shit and he gets punched in the face by Aizawa <laughs> who then commandeers the mic and calls out the dude who started the booing and he's like you need to fucking get lost and quit your job as a pro hero whoever the fuck just said that and the guy who said it actually if you'll notice has a helmet that says the letters J-A so I've dubbed him Captain Jackass I don't know what <laughs> what the J-A stands for but whatever <laughs> Jim Anderson. Jim Anderson. That's just his name. That sounds like a, a like a douchey attorney name or some shit. Call one eight hundred Law Hero. Law Hero. Hey, that works. Please don't call that. Please God, don't call that. That's probably somebody's real number. I'm yeah. sorry. <laughs> don't do that, please. Um, so what? Uh, what Aizawa reminds us is that Bakugo's strategy is not him toying with her. He's not fucking no. stupid. Like, he's doing what it takes to keep his opponent at bay because he knows that his opponent can fucking make him float out of bounds. Like, he, he respects her power. Yes. And, like, through the whole episode, he does not let his guard down at all. No. So, um, it cuts to Bakugo from his point of view and he's thinking like she's still standing she's not dead yet <laughs> assuming he Damn, means like she's dude. not on the ground <laughs> the fucking face uraraka is making here <sighs> she's rough she but rules i love uraraka this part was the best this is where i like stood up out of my seat and was like girl <laughs> she she goes i think girl it's power about is time real. i think it's about time and i was like what Oh, time for what? <laughs> she goes, thank you, Bakugo, for keeping your eyes focused on me. And he goes, huh? huh? And here's where it cuts over to Monoma finally explaining <laughs> why every other fucker in the audience is blind and stupid. So Bakugo's blasts were knocking up loads of the concrete debris. And since Uraraka uh, had kept herself intentionally low to the ground, knowing he would aim low for her if she did that, we know what her quirk does. So when she touched all of the debris, 
She created a fucking asteroid field above them, and it's about to go down. And it's a lot of rocks, by the way, we should say. It's a ton of rocks. How dare you not appreciate my pun, Max? It's about to go down? Yeah. Get it? Like the asteroids? Like gravity, yes. (laughs) Yes, like gravity. Well, it's ruined now. And uh, she releases them, and oh my god, I was like, they're both dead. They're both gonna die. That's a lot of fucking rocks. Every, everyone in this arena is fucking dead. She's like, if I can't win this by myself, I'm taking you with me. Uh, so yeah, Uraraka takes this opportunity to like make a beeline for Bakugo. She's like, whether he's evading. Beeline for Bakugo. Beeline for Bakugo. And whether he's evading or counterattacking, there's gonna be an opening so she can finally get close to him. And the music is growing in its intensity. And I was like, yes, yes. Oh my God, she's going to do it. And she touches her fingertips to lessen her own weight. And as she gets like right up there, she says to herself, I'm going to be just like Deku. And then suddenly Bakugo lifts his arm and a few pops creep their way up to his palm. And he ignites the biggest fucking blast we have ever seen thus far. Like this is like some Kamehameha level bullshit. That he just popped off. and This is like on the level of the big giant ice glacier that yes. Todoroki made earlier. This is a power move. But also yes. <laughs> like to save his life. I feel like his veins are actually full of battery acid at this point. Like that has got to be harsh. <laughs> if you'll notice, though he is right-handed, he uses his left hand for this move. Yep. Uh, so the force of this blast is enough to completely knock Uraraka back off her feet, and it just tosses her like a rag doll. Um, and, and it we, fucking vaporizes all the rocks. Oh my god, you see them, like, from a panned-out shot of the stadium, they all just start just, like, dropping, like, pebbles onto the top of the stadium. Yeah. And um, he turns to her, and he's like, I figured you'd have some sort of stupid plan to beat me. You are friends with a damn nerd. And uh, the whole <laughs> crowd is like, oh my god, this child is not human. Jesus. And he's drawn very threatening and and demon-like, you know, with this in silhouette with glowing eyes. But we catch a glimpse of some vulnerability here where Bakugo Mm -hmm. whispers to himself that was close and his arm is like trembling. And it looks looks like it's got bruises forming on it, too. Yes, it does. It looks kind of bad. And then this is an important line. He says it's time for us to get serious. And he calls her by her name. Her, by the way, her family name. So the respectful name that Uraraka. you would call your classmate in, in Japanese school. Yep. He actually, he, this is the first time he is like calling his classmate by their name. Now, does he use the honorific in the Japanese uh, dub? I don't know. I, I kind of want to look into that because that would, that would be an even bigger display coming from him. I don't know if he just says Uraraka or if he says Uraraka-san or I don't know. But, uh... He, but it's on, and he's being way cooler than usual about it. Yeah, and I was like, hey, okay. For me, I interpret that as him now seeing her as an equal. And yes. she, she is still holding her own. She turns to face him, but as soon as she does this to start Oof. lunging at him, we see her legs kind of give out, and she just, bam, right she onto goes the down. ground. And Bakugo is like, whoa. Uh. But she keeps crawling her way towards him and he keeps his defensive stance and yeah, i was dude, like he doesn't dude, drop his guard oh my god like for a second he does and then as she starts to move he puts his hands back up again like mm, mm. 
and but we we all know she is she is done like everyone knows in their hearts that there's no way she's actually going to keep fighting like even like midnight runs in and this is so sad because like you hear uraraka's voice talking about like how she wants to be a hero and she wants to help her family and midnight runs over and holds her hand up and bakugo finally like like lets his guard down and she gives the announcement uraraka's lost consciousness it's done like bakugo is the winner yeah and from there like everybody's like damn Ooh, wow yeah, th- it's kind of a quiet stadium after that <laughs> fucking present mike up in the announcer's booth is like man i was like really rooting for her and then begrudgingly he's <laughs> like well i guess bakugo is moving on and i was like bitch can you not <laughs> <laughs> we're teachers hey can you fucking not choose favorites here um so then bakugo just you know turns around leaves the stadium and it cuts over to Deku, Deku um, walking towards the waiting room. He's looking really mm-hmm. dejected at this <gasps> point. I love this scene. He happens to run into Bakugo, and Bakugo is like, "How dare you be in my hallway?" This uh, is so fucking funny. The way he, the way Deku moves during this conversation is hilarious to me. And um, Deku's like, "Oh God, hey!" Um, and he's like starting to walk away from Bakugo, and Bakugo's like, "Hey." wait, you came up with that stupid plan, didn't you? And Deku goes like, Deku goes, shit, no, it happened again. <sighs> Deku, he, <laughs> he, uh, he's like, um, that was all her, bitch, and then walks away. Part- what I love about this is that he's like kind of gone back to middle school Deku, like very nervous. Mm-hmm. But as soon as it's about Uraraka and not about him, he's ready to stand up there. Yeah, like you can say whatever shit you want to about me, but how dare you? try and tell me that I gave a stupid plan to my friend when that was her stupid plan. That was a good plan. <laughs> that was her good stupid plan. <laughs> so then Abakago goes back to the stands where the rest of his classmates are already there, like ready to jump on him. They're like, God, like you guys, you were just like kind of being rough with her. And he's like, shut up idiots or else you're next. And man, <laughs> Kaminari tries to play the knight in shining fedora here where he's like, She's such a frail girl. Like, you would never see me trying to do that, you know, not 10 minutes mm. ago when I tried to, like, shock some girl to death. And this is one of my favorite lines that Bakugo says in the episode because he knows he underestimated Uraraka and absolutely mm-hmm. now acknowledges her as somebody on an even playing field. And he goes, I definitely would not call that girl frail. I was like, oh, my God. Thank you. Character development. Thank you so much. And he like he's serious when he says it. He's not angry. He's like he's like no, I totally underestimated her. But uh, so back in the waiting room again, Deku walks in and there's Uraraka just like, golly gee Willikers, I lost. <laughs> That's crazy. Oh shucks. And he's like, oh shucks, I lost. And Deku's kind of got this like, so did they like give you morphine or like what? What's with the fucking face? Why are you so happy right now? And uh, they're, you know, she's like, yeah, you know, whatever. I tried my best. It's fine. Uh, and you know, while that's going on, it actually pans back over to the arm wrestling match we were promised for Tetsu Tetsu and Kirishima <laughs> settling their draw and. Kirishima reigns victorious 
And then Tetsu Tetsu's line here is really funny because he says, damn, I should have eaten more iron this morning. <laughs> <laughs> like, funny joke. Uh, and now there's chivalrous bros for life. Yeah, Kirishima <gasps> offers him the hand. And then the sun like beams down upon them and they're just like drawn with that like sort of cross hatch, like yes. really, really poetically done you know, still frame and, and Midnight's like, oh my God, the chivalry. <laughs> okay, lady. All right, okay, ma'am. So, They're freshmen. So this part fucking made me cry. Um, Uraraka, like Deku leaves Uraraka alone. and Oh my she, God, yeah, me too. This she, one got me. She calls her parents because she missed a call from them while she was there. And she's on the phone with her dad and she's like, you know, I... You know, I let you guys down. I I want to be able to help you now. I want to help you guys, like, you know, help support you. And her dad is like, Ochako, there's no need for you to rush. The very fact that you feel that way shows me you'll be a kind, caring hero one day. And I'm so proud of you. And I was like, Ooh. who put these fucking onions here? Uh. Yeah. I was just like, just bleh. the waterworks and everything. It's such... Oh, it's such a cute moment. That is like some real family love right there. And uh, and you see like later Uraraka comes back and Tenya's like, oh my God, your eyes are all like red and puffy. Are you okay? Go to the nurse. Did you, do you need to go get healing? <laughs> yeah. Um, so Deku is now on his way back to the stands and happens to run into a fiery shit dad uh on his way yeah there. this okay this is the scene i thought we were talking about earlier when oh, i said this is yep. this, i absolutely love this because i do fucking love this yo this, okay um so <laughs> endeavor seems to share the todoroki family deductive skills when they recognize yes. that deku has a similar power to all might so he basically is like you know you're associated with the number two or the number one hero in Todoroki's my son, so you know he's gonna whoop your ass. Uh, and Deku, like as Endeavor is like walking away after that, Deku's like, mm. um, "Boy, Todoroki may be your son, but he isn't you." And I and was like, "He doesn't fucking flinch either. He like stares oh. Endeavor down as he says this." And I was like, "Got oh. him." <clears throat> yeah, dude, this is amazing. I love that so much. All right, and just the fact that he took the stand, and also that he like. He took the stand against someone who is he is a big fan of. The number two hero. Also, okay, I at first I thought you were gonna say he took a stand against somebody who is like big, like like three times his size also. Like he could like flick you through the wall, but Deku doesn't care. He could flick Endeavor probably into space and break his finger doing it, but he won't. So, alright. Are you fucking ready? Because it is fucking time. <sighs> You better be hyped for the next episode because it is the one that we've been talking about since day one. This is going to be Todoroki versus Midoriya. And it's not just us. The entire crowd has been anticipating this match. Yeah, dude. And also that um, even present Mike has been waiting on this one. And Tomura Shigaraki. It cuts (gasps) back to our friend, Handman. Um, watching in a dark room on his computer all by himself because he's creep. He's creep. And uh, we hear that voice that came from the TV box before uh, saying that he should pay close attention to them. 
because these mm-hmm. could be formidable obstacles. And he's like, they're fucking kids. Whatever. What are you fucking talking about? They're just fucking children. <laughs> I'm like, There's no yes. way they could do anything. Yes, a classic, classic villain move, thinking that mm-hmm. you're much more powerful than children. Hmm. So uh, that's real, and it's coming. Next episode, we're going to review that one. I'm very excited. I've got goosebumps just thinking about it. Like this, every single time I have watched this episode, I get the goosebumps. I want to cry. I'm probably going to cry is the thing. Knowing me. It's just. Did I tell you this? I went and I saw The Shape of Water like (laughs) two weeks ago. Yeah. No, a week ago. I was crying so much at the at the end of that film that the two people sitting in front of me like got up and looked like looked back to check on me before I left. <laughs> Sorry for that. I was I was a fucking mess after that movie. Okay, you know what movie I watched recently was A Silent Voice. Oh boy, I bet that one's a real have, motherfucker. Have you heard of that one? Yes. The animated film? Oh, that one was a a ride. Like I had never, I didn't know that it was previously a manga. Um, no. And my sister had read part of the manga, but I guess hadn't finished it because she was like, well, I mean, there might be some stuff in there that is going to make you go, what? And then as it got to those parts, I was like, wait, what? <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> yep, I, I also had my heartstrings tugged a little bit, but that movie is fantastic. If you were looking for an animated film, I recommend a silent voice absolutely it is so good i i recommend <sighs> uh the shape of water uh, i still need to see it enthusiasm. i've been wanting to watch it and i just like i just keep forgetting <laughs> emmy it's one of the most beautiful movies i've ever seen in my life oh yeah it, i i want to see it so badly like from the first previews i was like man this looks like rapture <laughs> the mo- the film is so good that it makes me feel bad about all the snide jokes i made about the fish man's butt and yeah his i mean but it is a nice butt. They worked it's, hard on it. It's very, it's really good. They they spent a lot of time on that. Um, and we spent a lot of time on this podcast, so it's it's very amazing to us that you that you've joined us. And I and I can't thank you enough, even though I do profusely every time we do this. Hey, it, you know what? Uh, what hey. was I gonna say? Oh, I don't know what. Hey, if uh, we forgot to mention this at the start, we uh, do have a little tiny tip jar if you ever feel like you want to help contribute to keeping mm. the show running um you can go to uh plus ultra uh which will take you to the website that does have a link to the to the tip jar at the bottom uh, i have a tip jar that you can actually i have a link for you right here that you can just go to any old well, time there you go it's bit.ly slash hero tips if you go to bit.ly slash h-e-r-o-t-i-p-s you can leave us a couple of bucks, help us pay for the hosting. We don't really pay to advertise this show other than maybe boosting a Facebook post every once in a while. Um, and it's mostly, it's pretty much just a labor of love. So if you want to help us out with hosting, that's really cool. But of course, you know, recommending the show by word of mouth to your friends or by just giving us a rating is another really great way to help us out. Yeah, that's mostly what we're here for is just share it. Share share with just your share friends. Share with, share with your community that you know loves My Hero Academia. So that way... Share with your class rivals who you're entering into a destined battle against. <laughs> Share with your Bakugo. Share with your Bakugo. <laughs> anyway, I feel like that's about it. You got anything? That's, 
Time to hit the old dusty trail. All right, time to hit that old dusty trail. Uh, thanks one more time for joining us. My name is Max Newland. And my name is Emmy Linders. And one more time, remember to go beyond. Plus, Plus Ultra. Ultra.